if he's come out of the medical tent yet. That would that would assume he made it to the medical tent when he collapsed. You knew darn well they weren't going to score any points down there, Clint. I got a whole a whole barrel of thoughts. Just a cornucopia of thoughts that we're going to get to. Because ESPN hates you. They hate me, correct. And But the feeling is mutual, so... He debunks, he goes to Vegas in the off time and shows people why magic tricks aren't magical and then creates a magic trick that is magical. Jake from, uh, I'm going to, I think I saw his Facebook friends with the Dalai Lama. I, I might, I might break out into song here in the middle, in the middle of this. I, I really hope you do. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed, just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs, the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk... Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I'm Daniel. And I am Clint. And Daniel, we, uh, we wrecked some fools oh. on, on uh, good old Saturday night. We wrecked some fools. I don't know if Joe Maurer or whatever his name is, former catcher for the Minnesota Twins uh, who was playing quarterback for Tennessee, I don't know if he's come out of the medical tent yet. Nope. But <laughs> he... He, that would that would assume he made it to the medical tent when he collapsed on the sideline, Daniel. But the way that Eric Stokes hit that guy at the end of the game, he just better be thanking his lucky stars that that was Eric Stokes. Because oh. no offense to Eric Stokes, but there might be no better person on the team to get a free run at you than Eric Stokes. I'm not saying I'm not trying to throw shade at him, but I'm just saying no. that's Devon Wilson. That's Tay Crowder Ooh. coming off Ooh. the edge. People are gonna die. Clint, uh, like, if that was Tay Crowder, yeah, Mount, your Garantano's coming back in for the rest of the season. Yeah, he already came in for the rest of the game. And how? And how about that, <laughs> guys? We just jumped right to the end of this game all of a sudden. But <laughs> we did. But when when Jared Garantano had them down on the goal line at the end of the game. Well, against all of our backups, I was just cackling to myself because you knew you knew darn well they weren't going to score any points down there, Clint. No, no. Uh, listen, we came into Knoxville. Uh, it was not forty-one to nothing, but it was forty-three to fourteen. I believe was that the final score? Forty-three. That was the final score. Fourteen. Um, dogs got that cover. Dogs Hello. just 25 and a half point favorites. They just went on in there and said, you know what, we'll take all those points and we'll go ahead and cover that plus some. Uh went in, beat the uh beat the beat the fool out of the University mm-hmm. of Tennessee. They got off to a very hot start in the game. We will talk about all of our feelings as we go. Um I just want, I'll start I'll start right here though. That Mauer kid, how much better scale of one to ten is he than than Jared Guarantano. Okay, here's what I don't understand. On a scale of 1 to 10, better 10. He's 10. I want to know, I need to know mm-hmm. definitively mm-hmm. 
why in the world SEC coaches have no idea how to evaluate quarterback talent save Kirby Smart. I have no idea what is in the water in all of these places that Tennessee especially, because like you said, Alvin Kamara, best running back in the league, sat on the bench the entire time at Tennessee. Mauer, freshman from Florida, better than Garantano, 100%, not even close. Listen, Uh, Florida. Not even Florida close. playing games. It's not a competition. Like, all of you lovers of certain people, just stop, okay? It, it makes no sense to me. Down in Florida, they have no clue what a quarterback is whatsoever. What is happening, Daniel? Why Why would you not just play the best player on your team? Especially after you lose to Georgia State and BYU. Like, I'm, I'm confused. What are we doing? Not just go ahead and start the kid. Maybe... You don't want to start him against Florida because it's on the road and you want his first start to be at home? I don't know. It doesn't Maybe. It doesn't make any sense. This kid is obviously much better. Garantano's been terrible for years. It's not like it's not like he's performed admirably up to this point. He has been the weak the one of many weak links on their team. Uh for years now. I was impressed with the Mauer kid. Um they He's got a live arm. He made good decisions. He's got He's got a good look. They I'm, got they got two three I'm good. There. They He's got good. two three good wide receivers, um, but the kid all they needed was somebody that could make any throws. The kid made some throws. Uh, they jumped out to a very fast start. Uh, they did, and then uh, and then it was just business as usual for Georgia. Correct. Just lean on them until they break, and it turns out they break sooner rather than later. Uh, we have many thoughts that we're going to get to concerning the game. Uh, I got a whole a whole barrel of thoughts. Just a cornucopia of thoughts that we're going to get to concerning the game. If you are new to the podcast, we are glad that you're here. Um, this is it. We just talk about the dogs. That's what we do. If you've not missed anything, we don't. There are no gimmicks or tricks to the podcast. We don't do anything except talk about the dogs that's what we do and correct and it just so happens that this time we're recording it happens to capture what we talk about the dogs but this is our lives this is like just we do this six seven nine times a week for yep. the last 10 years and so correct. that's now you're listening which is fine <laughs> with us it's great we're happy that you're here uh welcome to our world you can subscribe to the podcast on itunes google soundcloud all the places you know you can subscribe to the podcast uh you can give us a rating or a review that helps us out a tremendous amount you can share the podcast with a friend all of that as well you can reach out to us on twitter at dogs podcast just to be clear i'm only reading the mentions so if you want me to see something that you put on twitter you better go ahead and just add us in it because and we need to yes i'm off tell us why that i'm off i'm off twitter I just can't. So you guys that are on Twitter, good on you. You must either be a lot younger than me, uh, have a lot better physical and mental health than I do, because I can't take it. I can't. My blood pressure will not stand to be on Twitter anymore. I can't. I can't. I will not stomach the just inane uh, bickering and random need to get all up in other people's programs for really no reason rather than just focusing on 
your own program. So uh, we are on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. You can reach out to us if you would like to get a hold of and us. And we do interact with you if you direct yeah. message us or you mention us. We absolutely love communicating with you. We've communicated with a number of you. It's been awesome and fun. Uh, many of you share the same feels as we do. Uh, so thank you for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's all the rest of them, you know, that we don't like. It's just, I, I do. I do um, know. You can email us also at uh, talkingdogspod at, at gmail.com. Uh, those are all the ways you can get a hold of us. Uh, yep. Clint, let's just get right to it. We, we came. We saw the mm-hmm. Tennessee game. Uh, kickoff was, kickoff was in, stupid imputed by another game uh and so because i was recording the game i picked up midway through the first quarter in the action okay. of the game because apparently yep. the game before it ran long and i was not watching it to be able to record whatever alternate station the game was being broadcast on so i missed because our, espn hates you they hate me correct and but the feeling is mutual so it's not that big of a deal uh how'd the first drive of the game go because i missed it entirely we scored we scored um we scored daniel and and i just want to start here we scored in surgical precision like fashion Mm -hmm. with no hiccups no craziness nothing whatsoever and I want to go back to what you said that you're off Twitter, and I need to make. I'm I'm coming at a hot take. Here we go. Of what's happening all to right. the Georgia program and all of your perceptions? I don't know if this is going to be well received. Frankly, I don't care okay. if it's going to be well received. Um, I'm already receiving it well, Clint. I'm already. Thank you. I'm already I, all, all on board. <laughs> Daniel, I never questioned the the connection there. That mm. that wasn't the that wasn't the question. That's right. Um, no, here's here's what I have to say. Okay. Um, from watching this game, watching the first draft, watching the subsequent drives, is this. Ladies and gentlemen of Dog Nation, stop questioning anything whatsoever about play calling, about player performance, about Coach Kirby Smart. Stop. Not because I am a stupid, foolish fan. There's critiques coming. We have plenty of critiques, okay, of, of execution. But let me just say this. Every single team we play, Without a doubt, their Super Bowl is us. We are their Super Bowl. Okay? Point one. Point two. I am convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt watching this game. I am absolutely, and no one can convince me otherwise, that Kirby Smart and James Coley are hiding plays from film for every following game that we will have, and no one can convince me otherwise. We are hiding plays, and I have I have a little bit of, there was a breadcrumb that I'll get to a little later in one of my Mm. Watch for it. Watch for it later. Because there was something that happened to begin the second half. Watch out for five weeks from now. Okay. Uh, so point one, everybody's Super Bowl is us. Point two, we are hiding plays. And point three, it doesn't matter because we're destroying fools. We're destroying them. It doesn't matter what play is called. I don't care if you want us to go run to the outside. Because you know what we did up the middle? We crushed fools. Brian Heron ran for 35 yards a pop up the middle. Brian, Zamir, Brian White, Zamir White mm-hmm. just toting the ball 9, 11, 13 yards. 
every single play. You may not like it, and you may be thinking to yourself, oh, boring offense. Oh, I thought we were going to spread it out. Oh, just shut it. At one point, uh, Todd Blackledge in the booth uh, came out and said, I really believe Georgia has to take a deep shot on this possession. Really, Todd? Do we have to? No, we don't. No. We don't. Do you know what? We haven't had to take a deep shot all year. Now, we have. We have taken uh some. But we don't need to. Nope. We won the game by 30 points. On the road. On the road in SEC. I don't care which SEC. In the SEC, at night, after we are we are nearing the middle of the season with a revamped quarterback, a enthusiastic stadium, a coach coaching for his life, and we took it on the chin and we said, okay, you know what? We spotted you 14. Our bad. Now let's play. Stop it. All of you. We won by 30. It just... if. It, if winning by, I think this is, I'm going to summarize what you're saying, Clint. Yes. If winning by 30 is not good enough for you, see you later. See you later. Let me let me ask you this. Um, is winning at home by less than 30 to an inferior opponent? If we took on, oh, I don't know, let's say, let's say uh, um, Missouri, okay? We're playing Missouri. Not even Missouri. I, a worse team than Missouri on, on our schedule. I can't think of this of This week against South Carolina, maybe? Is this? Okay, there we go. Thank you. We win by 24 at home to South Carolina, and it's a struggle up until the fourth quarter, and we're having problems, and our quarterback's throwing interceptions. We're letting them run loose on a couple of plays. Then you can complain to me, because that's what Ohio State did to Michigan State. Let them hang around in a game at home, and by the way, anybody complaining about Ohio State's uh, style points right now? Anybody complaining about that? No. Nope. No, they're not. Um, do you remember? I mean, it's like the... Do you remember 2017, the Missouri game? 2017, Missouri jumped off to a hot start. It was 14-14 after the first quarter. I believe at one point in the second quarter, we were down. We scored late, like right before the halftime. We yep. won, we won the game fifty three to twenty eight, Clint. Yes, we did fifty three to twenty eight. But after the game, the entire narrative was Georgia's defense, supposed to be elite, uh huh, gave up twenty eight points to Missouri. Was our was our defense a problem in twenty seventeen, Clint? Just. Was that? No, uh, nay, that that was nowhere near a problem. No, no, it's not. And it, we're, like you said, we do have criticisms of this team. Uh-huh. We do have critiques of the things that we saw. But, um, dog fans, if again, if your goal is to remove all doubt from everyone's mind every game that Georgia's the best team in the country, you just need a new goal. Because Correct. that one's not possible. If you won the game a hundred to nothing every week, there would still be people talking about our strength of schedule. There would still be people talking about all the lucky breaks we got. There would still be people who are arguing that LSU is better than us, or Ohio State is better than us, or Oklahoma is better than us. And it doesn't matter. It just nope. doesn't matter. All right, enough. 
Enough, Clint. Okay. Enough. Okay. Let's talk about Enough the game. Uh, oh. We got to start positive because we are both in agreement that this this is a positive takeaway game. This this it game was. is full of positive takeaways. We're going to get to some things that we didn't love, uh, but let's start on the positive side of the ball. Clint, uh, may I have the floor? May I lead this conversation? I concede. I concede the floor to you. Jake Fromm is the best college football player in the United States of America. Daniel, not only is he the best football player, college football player in the United States, dog fans, this is the best quarterback you've ever had at the University of Georgia. Period. The best. Get off my lawn. I don't care. He's the best. Period. This is this is the best college quarterback playing today. Uh-huh. This is this is the best college quarterback that's ever played in Athens. I completely agree. Uh, Jake Fromm is a 99 on the PlayStation. Jake Fromm can do everything physically. He can do everything mm-hmm. mentally. He can do everything metaphysically, spiritually. I believe I saw him levitate. I believe I saw him cross his legs and levitate at one point in the game. He uh, debunks. He goes to Vegas in the off time and shows people why magic tricks aren't magical and then creates a magic trick that is magical. <laughs> Jake from, uh, I'm going to, I think I saw his Facebook friends with the Dalai Lama. I believe he's got some sort of, <laughs> some sort of just Eastern mysticism flowing through his veins. Um, that play in the first half to DeAndre Swift, where he was running for his life, fair to yep. say. I mean, just was. all sorts of sideways. And he sees DeAndre Swift, who knows how, and he puts a ball right on him. Huge play in the game. Huge gain. Uh, Jake from just went out and did what he does. Surgical precision mm. on mm-hmm. every throw. Short, intermediate, deep. He made them all. He, he made every last throw that you ever asked of him. And it's not even close. He's the best. He is the best college football player that is in America today. Thank you. Just take, agree more take it in, dog fans. Just so, soak I, it in. Soak in every last second know, of this guy. I'm going to give you a name of somebody that he reminds me of. And I can say this because I watch this guy every Sunday. And he's shown it on the, the run away and the dump off to or the, the pass to swift uh on the previous weeks the corner touchdown that should have been a touchdown if caught on the run diming mm-hmm. uh okay if you guys go back and watch russell wilson run out to the right and then dime a ball to tyler lockett in the back of the end zone jake Fromm has that now jake Fromm is not russell wilson that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is the pinpoint accuracy in absurd situations is uncanny okay it's unbelievable what he can do. Not only that, in the pocket, standing back, just picking people apart. And the booth did do something right. Uh, the, the booth is always awful. But they showed you how he actually does this thing, Dan. I don't know if you know how offenses are schemed, but when there's these things called reads. Mm, I've, saw, I've, and, I've heard of it. You've heard of that, right? Now, a lot of co- college quarterbacks just do the, if it's not there, tuck it and run read. Justin Fields. Which is... <laughs> Well, I didn't want to name I'm names, sorry. but yes. I have a something in my throat. Exclusively it's, Justin Fields. It's called bitterness. It's <laughs> and and by the way, you make us bitter people. We we wouldn't talk about Justin Fields had you like, this is why we're off Twitter. If you hadn't tried to make some stupid comparison, just stop, okay? To be, it's a one read and to, run. To be clear, it's not you, it's them. 
It's not when it's he, he says you. He means yeah, I'm them. sorry. I'm sorry. I, I do mean them. I you don't guys mean are, thank you, you guys, Daniel. It's not you. You guys are great. No, you're, you're fine. You guys are fantastic. Um, but Jake Fromm makes every throw. He pinpoints it. That How about that one on the sideline to Cager that I I could have sworn Cager came down with, but uh-huh. somehow the elbow was out of bounds. That was one of the best balls I've seen him throw all year. Can we move on to my second point, Clint? Please do. I conceded the floor. I apologize. Lawrence Cager. Is Lawrence Cager just a stone-cold killer? Just a... Is Lawrence Cager someone that you should be genuinely concerned if you get on his bad side? Because he might just be the kind of guy that looks you square in the eye while he stabs you in the heart and doesn't even blink doing it. Lawrence Cager is... Where'd this guy come from? I heard I heard he couldn't catch a ball in Miami. That's what I heard. I heard he, I, I heard he had the drops. Look, sometimes... Sometimes coaches are stupid, and sometimes those coaches are at Miami, <laughs> and sometimes teams Ooh. are bad. Getting close to home now. Getting cl- <laughs> getting close to home. Now we're getting close uh, to home. Look, Lawrence Cager is a downright stone-cold killer, and he he may be one of the top wide receivers in the entire nation. This man. That guy. This man in, in the last three weeks has gone out and just gotten himself a big, fat paycheck. Next yes, he, yes, he has. This is a man that is going to get drafted and is going to tear up the NFL because he's got the frame, he's uh-huh. got the Check. speed, he's got the, he's got the leaping ability. The the he got he can go up and get a ball. He's got the Double hands. Check. Uh, he runs the routes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got it. This guy's got it. And you and as. George Pickens comes along and continues to grow. I think we all know what we have over there. This is a one-two punch. And listen, I am not going to stutter. That is the one and the two. Lawrence Cager, one. George Pickens, two. Don't talk to me about another wide receiver in the same no. in the same neighborhood. As those not two the young same men. breath, not not the, the same, same paragraph. Neighbor. Nope, not the not the same day. Better you move to the to next me. chapter. Better move to Correct. the next chapter before you start talking to me <laughs> about another wide receiver. Lawrence Cager has shown me some things where now it's a big third down, and I just I just start I just zero in on him because I know the defense might know, but they can't do anything about it. Which what you gonna do? What are you going to do? You gotta throw down, your... I mean, they're down there on the goal line, and Jake Fromm damn near looked Just... over and said, I'm going to throw the back shoulder to you, Larry. Hey, hey, Lawrence, <laughs> do you want a tud? Oh, you do? Okay, coming your way. Hold up. Oh, there's 12 on the field, but there's one over there? Cool. I got you. Great. I mean, you were talking about an audible at the line of scrimmage. Only two people knew where that ball was going. Yeah, DeAndre Swift has his arms open, ready for a handoff, and Jake Fromm is just hucking it down the, on the back shoulder, and just not oh. not a darn thing anybody can do about it. Lawrence Cager, look, Clint, this cat, he's something different. I'm telling you, he is something different. Um, Where do you want to go next, Daniel? I want to I want to keep with this feel, and. Uh, I want to say, did you did you see the stone cold right foot of mm. DeAndre Swift plant oh. and get up field and murder a man? Because uh, I did. Just... Ooh, wow! 
That was uh, that was a thing of beauty. And again, dog fans, one more time, listen to me. We have a stable. We need to get them all carries, and it's fine. Brian Harrion, hey, I, I already made my mea culpa preseason when I said we good, mm-hmm. and you've done nothing but shown me you're a stud in your own right. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift is the best running back in college football because his one-cut get-up field is unlike anybody else in the game, uh, no one else uh, in the game, to be very specific. Uh, and then Zeus. Oh, get you know what? I don't even, I'm not even mad that all your goal as you're saying to yourself, you're, you're replaying a locomotive noise in your brain as mm-hmm. you carry the rock. I'm not mad about that, Zeus. I really am not. Cause you take people for rides for 13, 14, 15 yards at a clip. I mean, you just go get you 8.1 yards per carry, Zamir, and see if that'll do. Oh, eight. Is that point, good? 8.1 yards per carry. Okay. I don't know. I don't know, but it feels good. Listen, when you I just, say it, when you say those things, my heart likes it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's good. It feels good. It feels like that's enough. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. Doesn't feel know, like he's getting chewed out tomorrow and during film session. No, it certainly doesn't. You know who else is not getting chewed out tomorrow during film session? Who's uh that? we've been we've been open on this podcast, especially Notre, coming out of the Notre Dame game. Uh the offensive line oh. did not play their best game at Notre Dame, did they? Clint. Not one bit. They did not. The run blocking was not stellar. The pass pro was at times atrocious. Uh very much so. These cats have, we have accused them of being a little deficient in pass protection before. That was not the case in this game, Clint. Uh, This was a unit that came out and you just want to talk about, I mean, Jake from standing in some pockets that were, I mean, as far as I know, there's still nobody closing in on him. Like he's still... There's actually talk about this voodoo magic, this this metaphysical world that he was playing in. People still can't get into those. The, the guy's trying to mow the grass right now, and they're just being stopped in the bubble from getting to where Jake Fromm stepped. It was incredible. <laughs> they can't get to it. Um, no, Jake, Jake Jake Fromm could have played this game in a suit and tie, uh, and yeah. been just fine. He could he could have gone out there in lounge attire. And he would he could have been just fine. Freshly been pressed slacks, just yep. not wouldn't have nary a crease in them, like at the nah. end of the game. Um, by the way, just everybody, we've talked about this before. I'm gonna go back just for one second. DeAndre uh, DeAndre Swift, please um, do. Georgia fans, DeAndre Swift ain't winning no Heisman. Okay, he never was gonna win a Heisman. He's not still gonna win a Heisman. Be happy that Georgia is past the days of having a Jonathan Taylor. Okay? Oh, gosh. Because guess what's fun to watch and bad for your football team mm-hmm. when you have a Jonathan Taylor on your team? Jonathan Taylor toted the rock like 30 times against Kent State. I say again, Kent State. Oh. State, 
He had five touchdowns. He's got 200 sure. touchdowns on the season so far. He I rushed for 250 yards in the game. But again, do you want your franchise going out there, carrying the ball that many times against Kent State? Do you know who the consensus number one running back as viewed by NFL scouts in the 2020 NFL draft is, Clint? Who's that? It's DeAndre Swift, Clint. It's oh, De- that's right. It's, that's who it is. It's, it's the guy who's going to be the first running back selected because he is the supreme talent. And, and he's got again, fresh legs. And he's got, I was just going to say, and you know what he's he's doing on the sideline of this game? He's He's dabbing a small amount of sweat off his brow. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking to himself, this is going to feel really good come week 10 and 11 and 12 and 13. And f- he's going to be fine. All of our running backs are going to be fine. He's not winning a Heisman. Completely agree. And I don't care. It's great. Somebody else can take it. I don't have fun. We're going for the national championship. We're playing for a different trophy than Wisconsin is. So uh, <laughs> let them, on a lot of levels. Let them play differently than us. That's fine be happy that we're not them uh what else do you want to talk about that came off overwhelmingly positive to you clint i I want to come off this and this is again goes back to my first point that we are everybody's super bowl and everybody is hiding plays themselves and recreating an offense for us i want to talk about uh after the first quarter daniel our defense that's what i want to talk about all right i want to talk about quarters two three and four defense um because it's 2.9 yards per carry. Is that good, Daniel? Is that is that good to not no, I'm sorry, not to gain yourself. No, but but to, for you to stop others at 2.9 yards per carry. I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's our defense, ladies and gentlemen. We have yet to give up a rushing touchdown this year. Now again, you can try to at me. Uh Notre Dame, are they known for their high prolific high flying aerial assault? Or is Ian Book the guy that was running? And we were concerned with his, wait for it, running ability. That's what we were concerned with, right? Uh, yep. Guys, look. We have, look, look, look so far in college football. Okay, just really quick. Just do me a huge favor. What are the teams that just lighting up the scoreboards? What, what do they do this stupid offense? You can throw it around and you can get excited about these stupid uh, – blown assignments on RPOs for touchdowns on these tunnel screens and passes that are behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, they're actually just elongated runs. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's what these teams are going off of. If I had to ask you, Daniel, which, which side of the ball do you want the stoutest? Would you be okay with a moderate pass? And by the way, by moderate, I, I mean top 20 pass defense uh, or one of the best rushing defenses, which ones would you choose? It's pretty, I mean, it's just, it's straightforward in this conference. It's very straightforward. I mean, look at, hello, can we look at Auburn for one second? Please can we just Can we just go down to to what happened? What had happened to Gus was... What, what, but, what, but what happened? What happened was when you can't run the ball, uh-huh. you suck. Oh. Period. Period. That's a real... That's a really simple understanding of college football, and one that is, wait for it, true. Mm. Okay, so if we stop the run, 
Mm-hmm. We stopped the run without our best run-stopping defensive player, mind you. Hello, who's on the sideline with, six, a, with a sprained ankle? 6'6", six, six, 330, you don't just simply plug and replace so easily, people. Speaking of don't just simply plug and replace, Julian Rochester, good on you, bro. Good on you, Julian. Good on you. I was Th- done. I was done with Julian Rochester. And listen, this may be the last time we see Julian Rochester. Kirby very Kirby, well could be. Kirby was, has been asked about Julian Rochester twenty five times this year, and he's getting tired of having to say he's not better than the people in front of him. That's why he's not playing everyone. I don't know how many times. And then today, Kirby was asked about him again, and he said we needed to play him because Jordan Davis was hurt. <laughs> I had no other option. I don't know how I can make this more clear. <laughs> but. Julian Rochester discarded some blocks. He made some plays. He was a disruptive yep. force. Uh, they, I mean, they ran the ball for like 40 yards on their final drive and still only rushed for about 70 the entire game. It was a dominant run defense uh, performance. Uh, yep. a, a great performance really all around by the defense. Um, how about our third quarter defense, Clint? I mean, Ooh. you look at, go back to Notre Dame. You look at those, what was it, three straight, three and outs coming out of the locker room. You go back to this game, third quarter, completely shoved down our offense, got the ball first. We Kirby Kirby did on fourth down, didn't go for it on fourth and one. We punted. We stopped him three and out. We got the ball back. We only got a field goal. We stopped him three and out again, got the ball back. Our offense was not... Our offense was not exploding to break the game wide open, but the de- it's like the defense was just saying, sorry guys, take your time. We we good. We're here. We'll hold this down. And so you guys I'm sure will score whenever you're ready. And whenever you want to, yeah. You're you're gonna you're gonna go off. We we know because we face you guys all the time. We understand you're gonna be fine. Let us go do our job, you do yours. The defense was lights out. I loved it. Gave up no points. Uh, in the second half, gave up no yardage really in the second <laughs> half. Quay Walker, I see you. Mm-hmm. I see you, Quay. Don't act, like, don't act like Quay Walker doesn't have a special place in his heart for this game. Just Cade Mays ain't the only one coming out for this <laughs> game like it means something a little bit more. Okay? You know about the hat. Uh, it's Quay Walker. Quay Walker is coming on strong. Sophomore yes. linebacker. Hello. Azizo, Hello. Azizo I, Delari, I, Quay Walker, welcome to the party. Uh-huh. Let's uh huh. Azizo Ojolari, by the way, don't stop right now. The best, the best pressure we have on this team, Aziz Ojolari. Absolutely, Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith's coming for him. The bull rush that Nolan Smith has, uh, he's coming for him. I but just, that left dip, that left shoulder dip that mm-hmm. Aziz has is oh, that shimmy is dirty. No, it's pretty. It's pretty. Um, how about when we run a stunt and we take the nose tackle, mm-hmm. the nose tackle, who happens to okay. be wearing number 44. His name's Trayvon Walker. <laughs> Don't be confused by either of the two things, the 44 <laughs> or the nose tackle piece. Uh, we take the nose tackle and we run him on what can only be described as a wheel route on defense. <laughs> Um, because he ran, he ran 25 yards. He did the uh, old loop-de-loop. 
He did, and he came around the left side of that line of scrimmage and chased down the quarterback who was outside the tackle box to the right. Uh, and and caught him from behind. We got some people on this on this defense on this front seven especially, and went again. Clint Kirby said it after the game: when you can't run the ball, and people can't run the ball against us, Notre Dame couldn't run the ball against us. When nope. you can't when you can't run the ball, bad things happen. Because you might hit Very us with things. some busts early. We might get loose in the secondary early. Safety might blow a coverage early. Somebody might fall down and get a big touchdown run early. But those things are going to get cleaned up. Yes. And, a, and adjustments are going to be made at halftime. You, you get the feeling that they go into the locker room and Dan Lanning and Kirby Smart are just pointing at, the, at, a, at a picture of the field and just almost saying, stand here on the first play. Stand here on the second play. Like they, they're just. Did you see? I think it maybe it was the Trayvon pressure, or maybe it was another time. But there was this there was this look that Kirby and Dan had with each other that was like this uh, we've fallen in love all over again moment, uh, where they stared at each other and they both seemed to have the same expression. And that expression was, "You see, I told you. You see, we knew that was coming. You yeah. see." We we know all the things. We knew, it was we knew exactly what they were going to do before they did it because at the end of the day, old Buffet Jim is still calling place. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, Kirby has all the respect for him in the world. So I hear he he, he does. No, also fundamentally is true. better at his job. Than Jim is Kirby has all the respect in the world that he can muster for Jim Cheney. That is a factual <laughs> statement. <laughs> oh boy. Um, all right, let's go. Let's 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 take it to the game. Did not start well. Nope, Clint. Um, nope. What's your feeling early in the game? I don't want to go to how are you feeling now yet. I want you to take us okay. back. I want you to take us back to late first quarter of the game. We just given up a big, uh, a long pass, long touchdown pass, seven to seven. Hmm. Or second quarter of the game, we've kicked a field goal, but then we've given up another touchdown. We've had just some of the most, most ridiculous penalties uh, that you've ever seen in your life. Just, just idiotic penalties david marshall what are you doing no. man? david bro what are you doing we have had just some absolute we look like a warmed up turd in the microwave it is now 14 to 10 clint and we're losing to tennessee take me back how's clint doing we were not uh, texting at the time because i was on delay in the game i was yeah. not watching live so we were not texting so yeah. I, I genuinely do not know how you were feeling I have I have twelve unresponded to text messaging text messages from that thirty three minutes that transpired right there, and I'm still not responding to them because now it's it's over with that part of my life is over dead we've, and gone. We've moved on. <laughs> we've moved on. We're on to Cincinnati. Um, I'm on to Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, no, Daniel, uh, I did not. I, there was a weird feel of this game again. Neyland Stadium. Tennessee on the road, freshman quarterback starting. There's just a weird feel. Um, I didn't have any hoopla or fanfare. Normally, I'm standing behind my couch, 
kind of clapping as kickoff is coming. And that didn't happen. I was laying on the couch, hand and head already before, during kickoff. And I knew. And and then and then my wife sitting next to me watches everything transpire and looks over at me and says, you knew this was going to happen, huh? And I said, mm-hmm. I, just despondent. I don't know. Is that Does that sum up how I felt after that first quarter? It was a weird start to that game. Just a weird. It was weird. Weird start to the Notre Dame game, too. I don't know. Yeah, huh? Is there anything to make of it? Like, do we make anything out of the slow starts? Or do we just say, it is what it is. It's not a big deal. Like, the secondary, in particular. Oh, my word. Has started pretty slow. The offense started slow uh, against Notre Dame. The offense obviously came down the field and, and marched down, scored a touchdown here so we can't really say that same thing about the offense but the secondary in particular has started slow in both do we do we make something out of this or is it just is it nothing do we just move on i I have no idea what to make of it i can't make heads or tail of it so i have to move on because i have no rhyme or reason for understanding what's happening it's like when all er nurses say you know is mercury in retrograde or you know whatever is it's like the full moon kind of effect. I have no idea. So I just got to move on and hope it gets better. I have no answers to that. I don't either. I don't, I don't either. And it just, it's the secondary plays so well later in the game, you know, like, I mean, I'm legitimately sitting there drafting. I'm drafting a monologue for the podcast as I'm watching this game about how the secondary is trash about how every player in the secondary is trash, that everyone who thought this was going to be a strength of our team is is trash at evaluating strengths of teams. Uh, everyone needs to be cut. Everyone needs to be scrapped. Uh, Mel Tucker needs to be retroactively fired from Colorado as the head coach because whoever recruited any of these idiots is is should just be let go. Uh, and then you watch the rest of the game and they just... They go out there they and ball sh- out. shut down. They had two yards passing in the second. Mauer had two yards passing in the second half. He didn't yeah. get knocked out till late fourth quarter. He had Clint. He threw for two hundred and five yards in the first half, and then he threw for two- he threw for one sixty, I think, in the first quarter, and then he threw for two, two in the second half. The secondary came out and just. Locked. That's the same thing they did against Notre Dame, save for that one fourth quarter drive, where they yeah. where they let uh, you know Yukon uh, Cornelius or whatever the tight end's name is go streaking down the <laughs> streaking down the middle. Yukon <laughs> Cornelius is that, also the the pseudonym for Paul Bunyan. It's is it's his pseudonym. It's his pen name. Yukon Cornelius. It's the guy's name in uh, the Rudolph Claymation. It's the it's the old prospector's yeah. name in, in the Rudolph Claymation. Anybody who's over six uh, four, I immediately just go default to calling him Yukon Cornelius. That's that's my go to. That's uh, fair. Except for that one drive in the fourth quarter, the defense, the secondary did the same thing against Notre Dame. I don't know. I just. You know, I want to say that the secondary needs work. I want to say, DJ Daniel, you got a lot to do. Like, you got a lot of work to do. But, but he flashed come... as well. 
But then, you know, you go to the rest of the game and you just, they're out there doing their thing. Tyson Campbell still didn't play. Hopefully he'll come back and that'll be a help. Yeah. But but it's not going to, I don't know. We got to, we need, we need uh, Ryan Holinsky, hopefully, will offer us a bit of a reprieve in the secondary. Uh, well, yes. Because we need it. Um, it was like all of a sudden, second half, Richard LeCount remembered that a safety on given coverages is supposed to be the deepest of the deep. Like mm. I'm the last line of it. It was like all of a sudden somebody told him for the first time what his responsibility was. And then he's like, Oh, of course coach, I got that. And then he oh, did yeah. it the rest of the time. Just tell me to do that from the beginning coach. I don't know. Coach. What's your, I'm not, I'm not supposed to bite up on dig routes, 15 yards over the middle of the field. Oh, okay. Why didn't you say so? Here's my big takeaway from not only from the game but from the season so far we are yep. five we're five games in we've had one of our two buys um i want to i want to free you up i want to kind of piggyback off your pro- public service announcement earlier and i want to offer you georgia fans some some freedom i'm not trying to mm. come i'm not trying to come down on you i'm trying to help you i'm trying to offer you a a, a freedom with which to watch college football Get, for the get next, these chains off me, Daniel. Get these ne- chains off me for the next several weeks. Um, I I might I might break out into song here in the middle in the middle of this. I I, I really hope you do. <laughs> I, can we just stop? Can we stop trying to be a like this juggernaut of a team that's unbeatable, has no weaknesses? steamrolls everyone and is instantly talked about as one of the greatest college football teams of all time can we can we say out loud georgia fans Mm. it's okay if georgia's not that team like we don't have to be one of the greatest football teams of all time we don't have to have no weaknesses we are we have clearly position ourselves as one of the five or six teams i would say in college football that actually has a chance to win the national championship Mm -hmm. that's all we care about that's all we care about we don't care about the score of the games we don't care about how the team looks week six we don't care about what justin fields is doing we don't care about this or that or margin of victory or whether or not this team could beat LSU on a neutral field next week. Who cares? Who? I, Do you know what I care about? Stupid. Do you know what I care What's about? That? Whether or not this team can beat the crap out of South Carolina at home next week. Oh. That'd be great. That sounds reasonable responsible, measured. And I'm not even saying don't look ahead. Do you know what I care about? I care about whether or not in three weeks Georgia can beat the crap out of Florida on a neutral field in Jacksonville. That's what I care about. I don't care about how Florida looks against Auburn. I don't care how Florida nope. looks against Tex- uh, against LSU. I don't care about how Florida manages their quarterbacks. I don't care about who the coach at Florida is and what the national perception in the media is of the coach at Florida. I just want Georgia to win the games, 
and win uh-huh. the national championship. And if everyone says at the end of the year, oh, Georgia got lucky to win the national championship. Trevor Lawrence was having a really down year. Alabama had so many injuries. Just to think of all the injuries that Alabama had, the linebackers and starting. And well, Felipe Franks went down and they would have, Georgia would have never gotten past Florida if Florida hadn't had so many unlucky breaks and all that. If that's what they say at the end of the year, and Georgia won the national championship. That'd be great. Because you know why? Why? Tell me why. We would have won a national championship. Correct. And who cares okay. what? The, who cares what they say? I don't. I don't care. Yeah. So Georgia, just stop. Stop cheering for the wrong thing. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to help you with here. Cheer for the thing that actually matters. Keep and the main thing the main thing, y'all. Georgia's, and winning is the main thing. We're doing it. We're doing that. That's what we're doing. We're winning. You play to win the game. Hello? Herm, Herm's right. Hello? Herm is right. Um, no, couldn't agree more. Uh, we got some things to clean up. Clearly. Obviously. Everybody does. Uh, like this. Like I, if, if Tyler Simmons gets another fly sweep handoff, Daniel... I may I may burst twelve aneurysms. My wife and I were just talking about tonight, as we're watching the Braves game. I'm going to die watching sports one day. Yeah, like that's not that is how I go. Okay. Yeah. Most people are questioning. You know, they they say, "I wish I could see my death coming." I need to know. No, we I don't, we know. I don't. Already. I don't know when, yeah. but I know I've already dodged several bullets. I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, I'm going to die watching sports one day, and it may be when Tyler Simmons gets another <laughs> gets another handoff on the end around. Um, they couple, ran that they couple, ran that throwback that one that they ran that throwback though. It worked. It was a good play call. I liked it. it was, you probably actually, hated it, but I liked it. Not actually that one. I wasn't mad at at all. That one that one was fine. Uh, quick, I I laid the little little breadcrumb earlier. You did. Dang, you, see, you did. You started taking us down a trail and then almost abandoned us on it. No, no. I'm, I'm back. I told you I was going to pick it back up. All right. Um, hey, remember the play to start the second half? The RPO that Fromm had that threw out to the flat to James Cook mm-hmm. and Cook got nine yards? Just put that in the back of your mind, people. Just remember that play. Because... I don't know which game. I have no idea. That will be featured predominantly in some game in the not-too-distant future. That play is going to have a profound effect on a game. That I think, type of play. I think there's a chance that there's a game this year that Jake Fromm has eight or more carries that crossed the line of scrimmage. I think there's a chance that that... I mean, I hope not because that means we will be in a close game and the mm-hmm. traditional mm-hmm. run game won't be working. But I just think might be Auburn, might be Florida. Yep. Uh, I think there's there, it could be coming. Like, And that, I kind of a piggyback play. off what you said where like, I thought he was going to keep it and I wanted him to keep it. Because yes. he had seven yards right there in front of him if he keeps it. Uh, he kind of winged it out to the flat. Uh, but, yeah, that play. That play. I'm 
I'm telling you, uh, that's going to decide. It's going to decide some things. Just bookmark it. Uh, and then the last thing I know we don't care about. This is just. Uh, I was watching the Florida Auburn game, and uh, when Trask thought that he that. had, yeah, that was, know, a, that was a clown convention. That game was a straight was... up clown convention. By you the way, talk... good on good on the meme maker who put Auburn logo with Gus Malzahn doing the bent over A. That was just if you haven't seen it, go find it. It is that is gold. Where Gus Malzahn, the interception is thrown by Bo Nix. And Gus Malzahn just bends over and makes the the form of an A is glorious. It's fantastic. Uh, no, this is. Uh, there was a. I was watching the game, and uh, when Trask thought that he blew out his knee and started mm-hmm. just losing his mind, um, and then went to the locker room, sideline reporter came on and said, uh, "Dan Mullen's wife oh is back gosh. there right oh now talking gosh. about oh how my gosh stop." She went to the locker room to Stop. check on Trask. And what I wanted to say, when Stop. ESPN knew that Dan's wife went to the locker room to check on him, what I wanted to do is text somebody and be like, make sure there's another adult in there with her and Trask. Like, this is yeah. guys, this is not this is not good. Stop. I don't know how old Trask is, if he's a graduate transfer <laughs> or whatever, but you have some statutory things happening right now that you need to get a hold of. Oh gosh. Uh, I I heard it too, and I and I just I got the heebie-jeebies all over. I'm not. It's, it's kind of gross. Oh man, gosh, never-ending, never-ending joy making fun it of Florida. Is. It really is. is. Um. Uh, all right. Well, we will be back on Thursday. Uh, we'll have more to talk about. Probably not about this game, but we will talk about the South Carolina game on Thursday. A couple home games coming up. Hopefully you guys are making plans, getting your tailgate gear together. Get back in the Classic City for South Carolina mm-hmm. and then Kentucky uh, before we have another week off. And then hit the road for Jacksonville. November Jacksonville game this year, Ooh. which um, is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so November 2nd. Big game. Not not trying to look ahead, but come on, South Carolina and Kentucky. That's not. That ain't. Let's not bury the lead. Okay. Let's not bury the lead. We might be talking about Florida beginning on Thursday and just <laughs> nonstop until then. Uh, but we will be back on Thursday uh, again. Thank you for listening. You can leave us a rating or a review. You can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, get at us on Twitter. Send us an email. Talking Dogs Pod at Gmail. And we will talk to you guys later. See ya.